Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Seeing, understanding. Tamas is about, uh, it starts actually later this week, but it's about the month to guard your heart and your eyes. You have to be careful who you're listening to because not everybody is positive, not everybody is full of faith. Not everybody has the same understanding that you have, but we are coming into that place where we're going to have that. God is giving us a grace on the earth. And it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And I also want to tell you, you're going to worship things this month, and you're going to know the difference between worshiping God and worshiping if you like, the golden calf, the other side, you know, we can so easily hide. This isn't a time for hiding. This is a time for getting out there because God knows who you are and he's going to make us as a family know each other like we've never known each other, okay? So it's a covenant month, a month of covenant alignment. We understand covenant. We've got a covenant with God. He's with us. He's always with us, okay? So I've got some notes here I'm going to go through, but we're excited. We're expecting and feel heavily spiritually pregnant. I'm going to put this down here. I've been working on the video. I'm not going to show you a video today because actually we're going to finish it up ready for next week. So Maybe God's put you on the spot, but you know, he says that we're his sheep and we can hear his voice. So Father, we thank you that we hear your voice. We thank you. We thank you for your leading, your guiding. We thank you. Have your way as you speak to us, as you guide us through the word, as you take us with heavenly vision, as you expand our lives, as you cause us to, we do come here expecting Wherever we are, it's not about bricks and mortar. It's about you. And I thank you. I thank you that whether we whisper or whether we shout, whether we sing, whatever we do, we do it unto you. And I give you praise. Have your way. Have your way with the anointing. Let us all learn to yield more like we've never known before. In Jesus' name. We just feel the prompt and we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, it's so good. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord with like-minded believers, huh? It is good. I mean, as much as I love swimming pools, and I found out something the first week, I was just so zonked, I just had to sleep and do some mind-clearing. But the second week, I started swimming, and Rod reminded me, he said, I thought you used to do the backstroke. And I was like, okay. So I got in the pool, and I did the backstroke. But this hand was really working. (laughs) But this one was kind of like that. And he noticed it, and he said, you know, your left arm isn't out there, isn't working as much. So I had to force myself to get out there. And I learned from God, you know, you have to kind of push through. He is breakthrough. He is the God of breakthrough. It's not like, I'm going to put that down because it's kind of in my eyes for you. Although I'm so grateful for whoever got this for me, us. But he is the God of breakthrough. So he wants you to come to him. So whether you need finances or health or relationship issue, there's only three areas that we ever get constantly hit with. The cues of the brethren. It's all he can do. He can use that. He can use relationships. He can use finances. He can use your health. That's all he has. Think about your life. Where do you need some help? God is a present help. We're going to look at that. So uh, I want to talk about, number one, being in the now. Okay? 
Because while we were there in Cyprus, we love Cyprus just because it's low key and because we had time together. I didn't really know. I knew Rod as pastor because he'd be that at home because our house is mostly the office as well upstairs and in and out. So it's not like we have separation. So we had some time together and it was really nice to have time. And maybe that's like you are with God. You just need some time out with God, because it's very easy to get caught up in ministry, work, in charitable work, but that's not the same as knowing God, understanding he's with us, okay? And uh, it's like Rod said, it's so good to see you all. I can't see much this morning, but I can see, I can feel, you know, and that's what it's about. It's about feeling us being together. So number one, Being in the now with God means being in faith. And you have to ask yourself, what am I in faith for, for this vision? What am I doing with my life? Okay. Who's in your now? I mean, it really came to heart while we were there the first week because our good friend was promoted to heaven. And when I got up the next day, I had just been talking on email to his wife because he's been in a coma since February. We've been fighting this out a long time. And I think Rod had taken it on more personally than I had. I was trying to keep myself in a place, what do you want me to pray? What do you want me to do? And when I got up the following morning after receiving the word that he had gone, I was like, oh God, you've got to give me something to say. What am I going to say to her? And he said, why are, you being, why are you being miserable? Why are you being the way you are? You need to get your mind renewed. And I thought, oh, you should talk to me like I don't know anything. Well, we don't. You know, when it comes to God, we think we do. We think we know it all. We act like we know it all. But actually, when we get down and we talk to God, he said to me, I want you to get in the now. He's with me. He's very alive. You need to get your mind renewed to what is now. We have to do that with faith, with healing, with money, with everything. We have to get in the now. We're in the now. I'm in the now. You're in the now. What are you in the now with victory for? What are you hearing? And so the Lord said, you need to get your mind renewed. I think I've done pretty good on getting my mind renewed, but he doesn't. I thought I'd done pretty well. I've changed the way I used to behave. I've changed the way I used to think. But that's not, he's not interested in any of that stuff. He's interested in us. And the now, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's impossible. This realm is the now. How are you in the now? Who are you thinking about in the now? Are you working towards where you're going? Have you got long-range vision? What is vision? Vision is like a dream. We've given you permission to dream because we know in the earth realm you need permission to do some things. You need to know you're covered. I need to know my back is covered. And I feel that. We feel that. We felt so loved there. We felt so at peace there. We felt we'd, we'd... Ask the Holy Spirit, who should speak? Who should do the offerings? Who should receive? Who should do that? Same as David does for the worship team. Who should worship this week? Who, what do you want? It's not what we want, it's what he wants. Amen? So, number one, we want to look at, what are you in faith for, God? What are you, what are you carrying? I believe God's going to show up big time. My, my spirit is for London, for this nation, for this nation's place among the nations. Do I expect everybody to think like I think? No. God's given you something specific to be in faith for. It's not the same thing he's given me. Because he gives us each a part of the whole. And each of us make up 
when we do it, the part of the whole. We have a place to occupy in the spirit, the music, the message, the mission. That's, that's who we are. Are we doing it yet? We're, we're just being equipped. We know every week we're, we're equipped. Are we afraid sometimes? Could each of us come up and sing? Well, we could, but do we know? We just kind of leave it up to Cynthia. She comes up and brings the heart of God. You know, but God doesn't want us to get into a structure with that. He wants you to stay being a person who's a life giver. You can do it. I know you can do it because you have the Holy Ghost and you have the Word. We have a very unique gathering when we come together. We're not concerned about I mean, it is concerning to know what the vision is, the church building and all that stuff. But, you know, I actually thank God. We had church there in Cyprus. We had church in the swimming pool. I know. I missed you. I, well, I did. I was laying on the float one day, and I was thinking, oh, I just love you. I mean, I miss you. Of course we do. We both miss you. But I can still worship God. I'm not, I'm not boxed in. I'm not trapped. In fact, this morning I was in the kitchen, and I said, you know, I've been trapped so many times in my life. So many times I've been feeling, have you ever felt, put your hands up and be honest with me. Do you, ever, do you feel like you're in a trap? You know you're not. You're not in a trap because God is there. God is a present help and he's with you. I was asking Rod earlier at Psalm 46, I think. Let me, oh. let's go there. Psalm 46, you can pop it up if you want. As usual, I have loads of stuff in my Bibles. I'm moving into the techie age. I just want you to know that. I made some decisions in my mind not to be afraid that the thing's going to run out of juice, but it's going to work, the iPad I've got. So it says in Psalm 46, God is our refuge in the Amplified, and he's our strength. He's my refuge and my strength. He's mighty. And impenetrable to temptation. He's a very present and a well-timed help in trouble. So when Rod was diagnosed with 20 months to live, it was like, oh my gosh. You know, that was, but I had to pray about it. And you start praying, but how can a human being say when a man's life is going to come to an end? It has to be. Well, I'm really, I'm really on a horse about, you've got to know what God says. I love prophecy. I love prophetic words. It guides me. I love the Lord to lead and guide me. But it's about him. It's about him and what I do. I'm going to be found in obedience to him. I'm going to be found at the end of my life. Well done. There's big words to say to other people, human beings, well done. But it's what we want God to say to us. Well done. Regardless of our job, regardless of equipping, it's what God says to do. Where does he want me to spend my time? What does he want me? What is he, what is he expecting? You know, because... We got there in Cyprus, and I have one expectation of how life should be with my husband. He has one ex expectation of how his life should be with his wife. And we're different. And we have changed in the last 30-odd years we've been married and been together. We've changed, and think, things just change you. You know you're different. Your wife, your husband... Your partner in, I want to say in crime, but no, in life. You know, you're different. But it's always about God. It's always about pressing into. But God said this. I thank God that I have a husband who can hear from God and trust me when I, because I, I tend to say, okay, I had a message for today, but then I started praying about it. And God said, this is what I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about dreams and vision. I was going to talk about his loyalty. He's so loyal and faithful. I had looked up this word loyalty and done a study on loyalty and was thinking about it. But it's not about that. It's about 
God and what he expects. What do you, have you ever gone to God in the morning and said, what do you expect? So I was in my kitchen this morning and I was just thinking, you know, or maybe it was last night, I don't know when it was, but anyway, I've cut, we kind of, you lose track of time, don't you? Who cares about time? I thank God some of you do, Jean does, and bills that need to be paid and things that need to be done on time, but I'm not, very, I'm not a clock watcher. I'm a God watcher. But you know, God's never late. When we first came back from holiday, we were both in a bit of a daze. Oh, we're back at Calais Street. Last Sunday, we came back, Sunday night, and we started opening the mail. It's usually bills. And we opened up one envelope, and it was a tax rebate from the U.S. And we thought, huh? We both just looked at each other. And I said, oh, you've got a tax rebate. You know, there's a tax rebate there. At first, I just looked at it, and I thought it was... 10, but then I realized, no, it was a 1,000. No, it was 10,000. <laughs> we weren't expecting it. $10,000, we didn't even know what to do with it for about a week. <laughs> well, you didn't act very quickly. Okay, but then the next morning I got up and I was like, what should we do with it? And God said, I told you you were going to go to America. I showed you. He showed me I was going to go to the States to Cindy's having a, by invitation only, uh, thing at the end of the month, next month. No, it's July, it's next month. She's having a by invitation only thing, which she had once before, for the Debras, for the women. And she rang me, I don't know, about a week ago. And I was like, hello. And she was like, hi, honey. You know, she's, you know, Cindy is, her voice is really direct. And she's, well, are you coming? I want you to speak on the war horses. And I thought, oh, what? Do you know what time it is? It's night. I'm asleep. She's like, oh, sorry. Well, anyway, just let me know if you're coming. I was like, oh, I, I know I'm supposed to. I know at the beginning of this year, I saw some things. I want you to start exercising your spiritual eyesight to see, especially now, this month. See what you see and see more and look again. That's what it's about this month. Look again. How do you see the future? God is in the future. This guy who's gone, he said, he's just not in your now. You know, our now is our now. We've got issues, we've got problems, we've got things to sort out, things that aren't resolved. But what's in the future? God, and God's in your future. God's a present help. So I was thinking about the traps. I was thinking about, because I went to the ladies' loo this morning and locked myself in. So I text Rod and I text Gosh and I said, hey, I'm locked in the loo. But you know, God's always got me out. Thank God, Io came and banged on the door and said, do you know that that lock's broken? I said, yes, please let me out. I'm the one who's going to speak today. You need to let me out. I need to get out. Let me out. I want out. Banging on the door. Thank God she had a sign that said, this lock has broken. I said, I didn't see that before. She'd know it wasn't there before. So, but you know, God will come and take you. Don't feel trapped. Okay. He's, he's a present help. He's in the now. So when you talk about your now, you talk about God being in it. You talk about your faith in the now. It's not to condemn us if we're dealing with something, it's just to understand how many people have you got in heaven? I think about heaven a lot. Don't tell me it's more than you should because it's good to be heavenly minded. It keeps you going. I know God's got more for us in the now. I know he has, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about it. The past... Let's move on a bit. The past is the realm that Satan lives in. You know, when he appeared to me, and I don't know why, before I came back to England, Satan came through the bedroom window in, when I lived in California. And, you know, he's really very beautiful, but incredibly deceived. 
It's like he has his puffed up body and it was like a kind of a yellow, you know, like if you see yellow velvet curtains in a theater, but they're 2,000 years old. They're all faded and they're done and they're holy. And I thought, guy, you are so duped. You just don't get it. And he went and turned and he went out the window and out. I was in the spirit. I don't know what it was like, three in the morning, whatever. I was scared, though, because I was resisting God in my now coming back to England. Because in my mind, everybody was sick and unemployed and it always rained. Now, my son told me off because he said, you live in London now and it's like very creative and very exciting. And I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm talking about, I'm coming from a different place. But he wouldn't have it. That's okay. So all I'm saying is the person who's against you, the one who lies to you, who's been lying to you for months and months and months, he's gone. He's duped. He went, turned, and as he turned, he went, ha, 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 the name of Jesus. And I had had from deep down inside of me, up came this song, praise the Lord, praise to Jesus Christ from whom all blessing flows. And it was just an old praise song, and I just started singing it. I couldn't even stop it coming up. It was lovely, you know, and I just was enjoying it. So I want to tell you that our worship is very important. The more we worship, the more we drive back the darkness. People come to our church because they love the feeling of victory. They're not frightened of like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't show that victory or that triumphant thing. Of course we should. There's enough people showing, oh, I believe in Jesus and being all serious and sober-minded. But vision... It's about the other side of the cross. I mean, we live in a house. I said to God one time, do you have anything against me in property? And he reminded me of the cross. Ask God if he has anything against you. So it's okay. Just ask him. Be real with him. Have a relationship with him. You want vision? What does he want you to do? You know? Sorry. I feel like I'm doing that a bit. But anyway, the transformation of the mind is really important, Romans 12, 2. Why? Because the renewing of the mind is a transformational thing. Who's in your future? What's in your now? Let's put it in perspective of the vision. It's no good getting all anxious about a building. It's coming. It's in our future. I'm not bothered. Rod's not bothered. Are you, are you bothered? No. We just need to go and keep doing what we're doing in the spirit. Because that's what's important. It's kind of like Jabez. Jabez in First Chronicles 4.10. Remember, he was born and he was named Jabez, which meant pain. And so he assumed. But he cried out to God, oh, that you would... Bless me, enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and you would keep me from evil so it wouldn't hurt me. And God granted his request. Don't you want God to grant you your request? Of course. Ask God to enlarge you wherever you are. There's a verse in First uh, or Second Corinthians that talks about being enlarged. Be enlarged. Don't be, don't be fearful of being enlarged. Don't be fearful of more money. Our first thought when it came to the $10,000 was not just where to put it or when to put it, but it was who to tithe to. Rod had, Rod came out, you know, and I was just blessed to hear him say that. Let's tithe to Israel. Let's tithe. Why? Not because we want more money, because we want to stay aligned with our finance. We know God's got great goodness coming to us but we're going to be giving our first fruit we're going to understand i pray that you're going to understand more actually this new month of tamas starts next week so um i wasn't planning to speak today so it's been a bit of a rush it's been like non-stop we've been at the barn the last week and it's been great it's great god's got everything for us it's the same as being locked in the loo Ayo came, and she's like, do you want, 
I got the, I'll let you out. I'm like, okay. I didn't get afraid. Well, I did for a minute because I was like, I need to be out there, you know. But, you know, God's a present help. Okay, Psalm 46, he's a present help. So anyway, the transforming of the mind. Put yourself, I've got help. God's with me. God's with you. Okay? My mom was always good about stuff. And I said, Mom, how, how did you learn? Where did you learn how to pray? And she said, oh, there was this guy in the late 1800s that rode around in a carriage. I said, oh, you know, it was just kind of boring to me because I wasn't born then. So she said his name was Charles Spurgeon. So I said, what? You know, immediately my ears went, wee, and she, and she was like, yeah, he had a, I think it was his niece or his cousin or some, some woman who lived where mum grew up. And um, I didn't know my mum's father. She didn't know him. She wasn't allowed to grow up because her, the family, she was born out of wedlock, my mother. This is like I tell it all for a minute. But anyway, so I don't know who my grandfather is. Maybe I will do the Ancestry.com when I get around to it. There's just other things that always seem to be more important than that. But um, she, she used to pray and she used to wait to hear what God wanted prayed. Not just pray, pray the word. She used to sit at the end of my bed every night and pray. She was probably more upset than anyone when I became a raver and went to Ibiza. I was probably one of the first pioneers there to wear a two-piece suit, get told off. Probably started part of all that in the 60s. Because in the 60s, it was very straight. I know you've been going and going with uh, 24-7. And it's important that we do start connecting with what's going on now because we have been responsible for doing a lot of damage that isn't to put condemnation on anyone. It's just to say, we do understand that in our now, God is a redeemer. So I feel quite passionate about the music business. I feel like God's going to redeem it. But I've been questioning him and asking him, how's this going to happen? You know, and chosen being out in the summers like we were just there at the barn. It's very hot there and lovely out on the grounds out there. Lovely to hear from God. But you know, I was like, how's it going to be in London? I don't know. We don't, we don't have all the answers for the future. All we know is we have to ask him and we have to obey him. Jabez knew he wasn't born to be a nuisance. He was born to be a blessing. So pray the Jabez prayer, First Chronicles 4.10, in the Amplified anyway. Pray that God would enlarge you. God would increase you. Pray. Make it real. Make it a real thing. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that God would bless me. He, he blesses us, doesn't he? He does. We're never, we're never trapped. We're never trapped in situations because God's not in time. God's limitless. His power, he can do the impossible. You know, he teaches our fingers to fight and our hands to do war. He knows, he equips us with what's coming. It might take a while, but you're never accountable for more than you face. So you can face the future by letting him transform your mind. And I thought, oh, I don't have to be down and do grim. I don't do grim. People don't respond to things in the way I think they should. My, my understanding of holiness is maybe here. Yours is maybe there. You know, it's not for me to judge. It's for him. You just have to do what's right in his sight. It's not about me. It's not about anything. It's about him. It's not about anything in this realm, okay? So Daniel... For example, when we talk about obedience, Daniel was alone when he saw the vision of this heavenly being, it says in Daniel 10, 17. 
He was alone. Don't worry about getting alone. You know, I've never been, when I did get really concerned about being alone several years ago, I'd had several Christmases alone, and I got emotional. And I thought, this isn't right, this isn't God. God is a spirit. Those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. So that's when I first read these scriptures about Daniel. And Paul said in Acts 16, 19, if you want to put that up, Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So I want to take us back for a minute. I didn't know we were going to get this tax rebate. I didn't even think when it came, oh, there's my provision. I had no idea. I just knew to keep praying. We know we're going to have a building. We've got a vision board. Because it's for everyone. It's not just for Rod and I and what we think the vision should be or you think the vision should be. It's for everybody to put into it what you see yourself doing, what you, how you see yourself being. It's not, it's not just about this person or that person. It's about God. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, Father, we thank you again. We thank you for the future that you're in it. We thank you and we praise you. Thank you. We praise you that you've given us your Holy Spirit to help us. Turn with me to John 14 and then we're going to go to John 16. John 14 tells us, and this is where I kind of started, where it's a vision. Because the Bible's very, actually we should probably go to the, to the first, go to Proverbs I was going to start with this, but then I got sidetracked. Proverbs 29, verse 18, in the Amplified Version. It says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, people perish. See, maybe you have, like I used to have when I first grew up, a vision that God was angry with me. He was an old man with gray hair and a long beard sitting on a throne and... God forbid, you know, I could run around and play and be happy. I just had this vision impregnated deep on the inside of me. Your vision of God is really important because it's the first thing about you that determines how you live, how you act. It's very important. Tozer, I think it was, said, man's vision of God is absolutely crucial to his future. So if you have a God who doesn't heal, a God who doesn't save, a God who doesn't redeem, I know God can do anything. And after I went to heaven, it was not that I, you know, nobody's actually seen him, but I saw the back of him, and I thought, oh my God, it's not that he's huge in size, it's the influence and the power. He's the Almighty, he can do anything. He can do anything I ask, and it's a relational thing. What do you think about this? Do you think this is right? Why don't you deliver this situation? Sometimes deliverance with God is taking things to himself. We don't understand it, but we don't think like God thinks. But you can start praying that you do. Lord, help me, help me to think like you think. Cause my thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Proverbs 16.3, I've prayed it a lot. So that my plans succeed and are established. What about when everybody turns against you and says, no, that's too expensive, that's too big, that's too small. You just have to say, what do you think? And he just says, just keep going. I got this. This is what I showed you in the beginning. So go with it. So what am I saying about vision? I'm saying, what has God shown you? What does God require of you? Okay. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, you perish. People go into captivity, perishing. I don't want to perish, do you? No, thank you. But he who keeps the law of God, so I thought, well, I have to obey the principles of God. Whatever you're going through, you have to obey 
the principles, the submission, the order that God's given you, whether anybody else thinks it's right or not, it's an inside job. Okay? Whether anybody else has an expectation that you're doing the right thing, it's about God. It's about what does he think. Okay? So, Father, we thank you on the inside. We're going to let you in. We're going to let him in. Who knew one minute you'd be here and the next minute you'd be there? Who knew when I said, God, do you have anything for my life? Do you have anything else? You know, have you asked God, what has he got for your life? I didn't know I'd be catapulted into the... I didn't ask for the music business. When I grew up, my dad played piano. I didn't ask for God's favor. I haven't asked God to come and bless what I want to do. You give himself totally to him. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? It's a relationship. God is very relational. He's interested in you. He's interested in you now. He's interested in you in the future. He sees potential in you more than you do. He knows what will bring you out of yourself. He knows what gift he's put in you. So it is very important, your imagery of God. I don't know how God's going to have the whole music in the earth, in the whole earth I'm talking about, but he's going to do it. It's all I know because he put that in me. He's the one who called me to do the call out in Reading because he's calling this nation. He's calling for the sound of this nation. There's a sound that the UK has to bring. And I think, who knew it was going to be such a mess, all this stuff with Brexit and all this stuff going on in the spirit. There's a battle, there's a war, but we call it to an end. We call wars to cease in the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm here for a reason. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for your goodness and your grace and your kindness to open the doors. God's opening so many doors and we're like looking like, huh? You know, I don't know which ones you're supposed to go through, but you do. But you have to get with God. Get with God. Get with God and ask him, what's my life about? What is my life about? I don't want to perish. I want to stay blessed, happy, fortunate, Amplified says, and enviable is the man or woman who goes before God and obeys him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. The Holy Spirit is our helper. So let's go back now to John 14. And let's look at who, who we've, we've got help on the inside of us. I didn't know, because I know Rod won't answer his phone, so I sent him a message. I sent, I thought, well, Gosha will. Gosha came to let me out. Who's going to let me out? You're all in here singing, having a happy time. And I'm like, let me out, let me out, let me out. But, you know, I cried out to God, and I said, God, let me out. And Io came, came and opened the door. Here we go, in, in uh, Proverbs 14, verse 16 in the Amplified. Oh, sorry, John 14. Thank you. Keep me on track. John 14, 16. Jesus says, I will ask the Father. Now, you have to think, we've been talking about intercession out there, which is what we cut our teeth on. You know, I prefer to be in intercession, praying with God, than I do to be known publicly. I don't want to be known publicly. I want to be known in the spirit that when I start praying, things start happening. I don't want to be known in the natural, actually, by any name. I just don't want to be known. I want the spirit world to know, here I am, move. Hey, Moses had answered prayer at the Red Sea. He didn't know what to do. It was like, but God came and God and Moses parted the Red Sea. I don't always know what to do, but God and me do. You have to know that yourself. You have to know what to do and, and obey it. So Jesus was praying. And he's telling his disciples in John 14, 
he will ask the Father, he said, I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, a standby, that he may remain with you forever. I have learned that my dependency on the Holy Spirit, whether I was a single parent, whether I was alone, whether I was wherever I was, I've learned to ask God what to do, how to help me, what to do next, when to get baptized, when, when to go somewhere. And have I always been instant to obey? No, not always. I've had to learn. The tribe of Issachar had understanding of the time. I've had to learn. Don't bang yourself on the head for not getting it right every time, even if you think you got it right. Just keep going. Keep going. You just keep persevering. God will always give you another chance. I used to arrive at places late, half an hour late. Now when I look back, it was terrible pride. I can't imagine how anybody ever dealt with me. I was so full of myself. But you've got to be full of God and obedience. Much more than what you think. You're not God's gift. Well, you are, but you aren't, you know. I don't want to say it wrong. You are God's gift, but it's about him. And I know I've had years, and maybe you identify with this, years of people being jealous. And you think, it's you. No, it isn't you. Not always. Sometimes people are jealous because what God has chosen you for. And they won't deal with the jealousy. Gotten very quiet in here. They just won't deal with it. You have to deal with what's in. You can't just wave flags, blow shofars, ignore it. Because God's going to pull your socks up. He's going to pull your bootstraps up. We've come into a whole new season. We're about to step into Tammuz. We're about to step into a time where you've got to look and look again. I know that God wanted me to go because he showed me me going. He showed us going on holiday. I knew we were going to go. There are some things that I know because God has shown me. There are some things that you know. Go with what you know. Go with what you know. Okay. I know it's tough. Sometimes it's tough down here. Things don't just roll in a flow. It's just tough. But we've got the Holy Spirit with us, who's an advocate. He's a comforter. He's a strengthener. Sometimes I need him to give me the strength. Give me the strength. You're my standby. He's with me forever. Now turn over to John 16. John 16. The Holy Spirit is with you. Look, he's in verses. You, you read all this for yourself. I used to read all these scriptures because I was alone. And some of the situations that I was involved in, you know, I used to sit out in the congregation and go to a church that had about 800 people. And God just taught me about intercession. I can't tell you I was paid to do it. I can't tell you there were great numbers. It was just that God taught me to pray in tongues a lot, to speak in tongues. He taught me how to have heavenly vision. We're going to have to pray much more in the days to come. Much more. We're going to have to fast and pray and not have lip service about being united. We're going to have to be really united. Your values, my values, his values. We're going to have to value his values more than we've ever done. Okay, that's what vision is about. So Jesus was talking here in John 16. Now we're over in John 16, verse 7 in the Amplified Bible. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. You know, it's like I have a vision. 
But I need the Holy Spirit to build the house. Every morning when I get up, I go down and I make my first time of the day with God. I used to do the emails. I used to do the admin, do all that stuff. I can't. I have to go down and I have to do what I do. And I have to take as much time as I can to govern in the realm of the spirit the day. God's looking for that. God's looking to come into your day, into your time. Jesus said to them, if I don't come, if I don't go away, I will send him to you if I go away. He knew, Jesus knew why he'd come. I know why I'm on the earth and how long I'm on the earth and what it's going to be like when I go. Because God showed me, can I tell everybody? No. I just have to do what I do. You know, how deep do you want to go with God? However deep you want to go, he'll take you high. That's just what he does. But he doesn't. One time I asked him by being up, why, why, I didn't, I didn't anticipate my faith being stretched to the place that we would keep the barn all these years. But I know God's got a plan. I know he wants me revived and refreshed and he wants you, he wants you to learn who his Holy Spirit is. Okay? God is faithful. He's very faithful. And he's very supernatural. He's going to come and give you the desires of your heart in a supernatural way. Yes, is it about the word? Yes, of course it is. It's about learning. But, but Rod can't teach you. I can't teach you. You have to teach yourself. You have to let the Holy Spirit show you what's important for your life. When I used to walk the beaches and I used to pray and intercede, God was teaching me. When I walked and said one day to the girl who was just driving, she said, you're so rude. I come with you for the whole day and all you do is look after your kid and pray in tongues. I said, sorry. But I knew that was what God required of me. What does God require of you in the now? What does he require of you this afternoon? He knows he's planned victory for you, okay? And you come to church because it's a good experience. It's it's a time of, oh, we love you. We tell him we love him. We tell each other we're grateful. We, We accept each other. We thank God for the gifts he's given us. Huh? Thank God. Thank God how... uh, Ayana's gone and gone out into the world and they've made it to number one on the charts. We thank God for that. You didn't, you didn't say it has to be this way. You just were faithful. You get like God. You get faithful in you now. And then he says, okay, this door is opening. It's like, okay, there are many doors opening. We can't keep looking, wondering till it all gets right. We just have to get in, don't we? We just have to go in. Was it intimidating? Of course it was. That's what happens. It is intimidating. Is it intimidating doing things for the first time? Hey, that's what it is. But if God is with you, why worry? Okay? I don't know what the time is. Somebody tell me the time. Look. I need to stop. Ten minutes. I look at the boss. You're the boss. Well, you are. You are. I have to please you. It was good being on holiday. It was really good. I got to know him as my husband. Without all your stuff. It was good. Are you? Okay, I'll let you know. (laughs) If I say so myself, I'll let you know. He's saying he's a really nice guy. So what about David? Not David Powell, David the king. David, he had to go before God. huh? He was asking about many things. He had to ask God about which battles to fight and how to fight them. He had to ask God, and God was always with him. In adversity, 
He had, he had to know, was it time? We have to ask God. We each have to ask God. Am I putting it on you? Yes. Am I telling you to tell Bobby what's your part of the vision? What do you see the future bringing? I know in my future, there's many friends, there's many people already in heaven. I'm going to see my mom again. Yahoo! I miss her. She was a good woman. Who's in your future? Who's in your now? You're wonderful, you are. Okay. Okay. So keep going, persevere, because God is faithful, God is good. Okay? It's been a really different season, this last season of choices. But now we're moving into what those choices this week is going to... You'll start to see and ask God to give you the sensitivity. Issachar was a tribe that had understanding of the times. There are some visions there for a certain time. It's a bigger plan than we've seen. Okay? So, Father, we thank you for the grace to move into this new season, a vision. We pray, Father, open our eyes. We don't want to perish. We don't want to be useless down here. We don't want to be doing the wrong thing. We do thank you that you talk to us and you speak to us and you give us amazing choices. And we've made choices to get this far. And I thank you. We bless George Hammer. We bless his eyes. Let his eyes be open to see wonderful things. Father, let him have vision. Father, you've given us a vision of Hyde Park and filling it to change this city of London. It's impossible for us to do it, but you can do anything. So we thank you. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Yeah, come on, let's just move in. You know, there's realms of the Spirit. This realm in the now requires faith. These guys help us move into a new realm. And if you're feeling like you need vision in your life, you're perishing, you need some vision for the future, you need to renew your mind to the future. <clears throat> I know that <clears throat> I was feeling really sad. What on earth am I going to say? What am I going to do? And God said, hey, I've got things with me, Ephesians 3.20, you know, more than you can ask in your highest prayers, more than you can, but do I live there? <clears throat> Sometimes people think you're uppity or you're, I don't know what, what do I care? You just focus the future is good. It's filled with good things. It's filled with good things. Come on. Just worship God. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.